the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022, Election Day. I am Seth Leibson. Our phone number is 602-508-0960. bunch of guests. We have a few candidates calling in as well, but uh, some great guests uh, that I want to plumb the depths of uh, what has been transpiring abroad in a way that uh, you probably haven't heard uh, in a while and that you're certainly not going to get in uh, mainstream coverage. We're going to have the Frank, uh, the great Frank Gaffney from the Center for Security Policy joining us. Of course, we're going to have a man I mentioned yesterday uh, on the thesis of the red-green axis, that is to say the uh, totalitarian <coughs> Islamist axis uh, that uh, has been created by radical Islam. We'll have the great uh, Dr. Zudi Jasser joining us. But let me say today, as we find today, our last day of the primary campaign season, a few thoughts to keep in mind. Some of these primary fights were brutal, harsh, acerbic, some tactics below the belt. This isn't new, but of course it's not pleasant. This happened in presidential campaigns, and it happened with some of our best. But we are not Democrats, and we do not view our opponents as enemies, but rather political opponents. Democrats view us as enemies, unfit to serve, infra dignitatum, untermenschen, extremists, tyrants, fascists, racists, white supremacists, enemies of the people. Those are their words, their shibboleths to infuse the view that conservatives and Republicans are enemies of not only the Republic, but Republican forms of government, as they define that. Unfit to serve. Infra dignitatum. Untermenschen. It is this view that has derailed so much of American politics, and for some time now. Thomas Jefferson, after the bitter election of 1800, which was the first time in history one party of a wholly different set of viewpoints traded the leadership of the country to a wholly other set peacefully, as the presidency went from John Adams to Thomas Jefferson. It was after that bitter and unprecedented battle that Thomas Jefferson, in his inaugural address, said, quote, every difference of opinion is not a difference of principle. We have called by different names brethren of the same principle. We are all Republicans. We are all Federalists, close quote. Those were the two parties then, of course, But as between those two main parties, Jefferson pointed out, we shared the same principles. Those were our Republican, our constitutional principles. We were opponents, not enemies. If that was to be true of the ideologies and parties in that contest, we Republicans should not, after tonight, be treating each other of the same party and movement differently than the Republicans and Federalists did in the 1800 election aftermath. It is the Democrats who broke the faith and treat us as enemies and pariahs, not we who should treat each other in our movement this way. So too did Abraham Lincoln speak to this and to an even more intemperate time and movement found within his fellow countrymen, those we actually 
those who actually were embarking on an insurrection against this country. He finished his first inaugural this way, quote, We are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic cords of memory stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone all over this broad land will yet swell the chorus of the Union, when again touched, as surely they will be, by the better angels of our nature. Close quote. He bookended, Lincoln did, his presidency with the same plea in the conclusion to his second inaugural, appealing to, quote, malice toward none and charity for all. So, too, in the more modern era, Barry Goldwater. After many thought Nixon was the sellout choice to the establishment at the 1960 Republican convention, Barry Goldwater thundered, This country is too important for anyone's feelings. This country and its majesty is too great for any man, be he conservative or liberal, to stay home and not work just because he doesn't agree. Let's grow up, conservatives. If we want to take this party back, and I think we can someday, let's get to work. Close quote. Of course, by 1964, that work having been done, it was the liberal establishment Republicans that did not return the favor of their support to Barry Goldwater when he did win the nomination and on his way to winning it. Some instruction from the history on that fight, courtesy of Steve Hayward. Republican Governor William Scranton of Pennsylvania mounted an 11th hour bid to wrest the nomination from Goldwater in 1964, issuing an ill-conceived broadside that contended, quote, Goldwaterism has come to stand for a whole crazy quilt collection of absurd and dangerous positions, close quote. This served to only reinforce the charge that Goldwater was an extremist. More importantly, it ruled out any possible reconciliation between Goldwater and the establishment Republican wing, or even a Goldwater-Scranton or potentially Goldwater-Rockefeller ticket. Goldwater was furious at the charges being leveled at him. Cliff White, one of Goldwater's key strategists, intuited that the letter would backfire, the broadside would backfire, and assure Goldwater the nomination in a first ballot landslide. But it was political scientist Harry Jaffa who suggested using that broadside to Goldwater's advantage. Jaffa argued for sending the Scranton letter to every GOP delegate, along with a magnanimous statement from the Goldwater campaign that quoted Abraham Lincoln's response to an editorial attack from Horace Greeley, wherein Lincoln told Greeley, quote, If there be perceptible in the editorial an impatient and dictatorial tone, I wave it in deference to an old friend whose heart I have always supposed to be right, close quote. But the Republican anti-conservatives persisted, with Nelson Rockefeller charging in his convention speech that the John Birch Society was attempting the infiltration and takeover established political organizations by, quote, communist and Nazi methods, close quote. That was Rockefeller against Goldwater. Goldwater's delegates on the convention floor held their disapproval, but the audience in the galleries, who were not under the campaign's control, booed. Rockefeller loudly. 
And that unwillingness of the moderate wing of the Republican Party helped pave the way for Goldwater never being able to accept the notion of being never, I'm sorry, being able to escape the notion of being an extremist, if not worse. The moderate Republicans gave that notion to the media and the Democrats. Republicans wrote the Democrats' talking points in 1964, and we've not learned that lesson since. We do it nearly every primary season. But after the nomination, that is to say after today, we must take the Lincoln to Greeley position. We must waive the antagonisms in the name of assuming the hearts of our primary opponents were always right. But more importantly, in order to defeat what is exactly the Democratic Party today, which is what Barry Goldwater had called it then, socialist, unable to withstand communist impulses, collectivist. It's only gotten worse since then in this decisive sense. Then there was a revulsion across the country in both major parties to the idea of communism by both parties. The one would invite its general precepts into its party while the other would abjure them. They both reviled the name communism. Today, that revulsion has faded and is ending. Then not a member of any elected office in the nation could call themselves a socialist in America. Today, a minimum of five in our U.S. House of Representatives, one in the U.S. Senate who became the runner-up to be the nominee for president on the Democratic ticket, and some 40 or so self-identifying members of the socialist movement serve in state houses across the country as Democrats. With no denunciation from the Democratic Party leadership, in fact, the leadership has given them endorsements and financial support, even over and against their non socialist primary opponents in Democratic primaries. Here in Arizona, the leading Democratic contender for the leading office in the state, Katie Hobbs, has said we Republicans in Arizona are the same thing the chairman of the Democratic National Committee said about we Republicans nationally, that we are fascists. Well, actually, Katie Hobbs said it worse. She said we are neo-Nazis, while Jamie Harrison of the DNC called us fascists. Somehow, neo-Nazi is and sounds worse than fascist, just as Mussolini seems more innocent than Hitler, and just as communism here in America now seems so much more ho-hum than fascism or anything else, though its death toll reaches into the hundreds of millions and is a major ideology fueling both terrorism and our most aggressive of foreign enemies today. That is what we are fighting, no matter tonight's outcomes. Let us now put away the childish things, take a page from Barry Goldwater, grow up and put our shoulders to the wheel for our party, without which and whose failures will determine the expansion and growth of collectivism or its much-needed and long-overdue surcease beginning this January. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. If you are interested in a remarkable investment opportunity with a great return for investors, I want you to check out my friends at Y-Refi. What they're offering is a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10 and a quarter percent return for investors, all in a secure 
and collateralized portfolio. Why Refi is a due diligence firm, and it's run by really good people who are investors doing well by doing good for others and helping them, helping them dig out of debt and pay off their debts and doing so with dignity. If you want to be part of this remarkable opportunity, you can check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, investyrefi.com, or give them a call at 855-316-3087. Local company, you can uh, visit with them. You won't get a sales pitch. They'll just tell you what they're up to, what they do, and let it speak for themselves, for itself, uh, folks. I um I wanted I want to talk a little bit uh, in the next hour about the Zawahiri killing because I think there's a lot to it that needs to be remembered and looked into as well. Uh, and I should also mention we're going to have the great Hugh Hallman coming in in the third hour as we do every Tuesday. Also, uh, keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. What kind of what kind of leadership we have right now that led to the conditions that Ayman al Zawahiri was even available to be killed in Kabul, Afghanistan? Yesterday, I was making the point how strange that the leader of Al Qaeda would not be in a tunnel, or not be hidden out in the hills, or not be in Pakistan, where we suspect most of the leadership, or had suspected most of the leadership of our terrorist enemies were, but right in the heart of the capital city of the country we turned over to the Taliban just a year ago this month, a year ago this month. And when we did so, Joe Biden assured us it was safe to do so because al-Qaeda was gone from Afghanistan. I'm looking at the press conferences from last August. I can give you one of many. Here's one quote from Joe Biden. What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with al-Qaeda gone? We went to Afghanistan for the express purpose of getting rid of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan, and we did, and we did. Well, his joint chiefs told him we didn't, and anyone with Two eyes who had been monitoring the situation knew that it was precipitous and that the only thing Joe Biden wanted in those months, you must remember, was a needed and necessary victory, a strut, if you will, a strut. Well, the United States, as any leader, fails, ultimately fails when they strut and don't do something for the right reasons with the right intelligence telling it squarely to the American people or our allies. We left behind billions, upwards of seven billions worth of armaments to the Taliban regime, the regime that we had spent 20 years fighting. Billions from Black Hawk helicopters to aircraft to rifles, machine guns, all kinds of armaments and weapons. We left him there for the Taliban. We also staffed the government of the Taliban, as I said yesterday. Five members of the Taliban's government were in our hold in Guantanamo. But because the left in this country made Guantanamo such a pariah amongst ourselves and around the world, we were doing everything we could to empty it as quickly as possible, just as we were doing everything we could to energize and pay our enemies off as much as possible, like we did with the tranches and pallets of cash to Iran. This never works well, the appeasement of our enemies. Any number of things can be said about it, 
we'll talk to Hugh Hallman more about it as well as Frank Gaffney and Zudi Chasser. But for those of you who might like a little moment of poetry, I'm a huge Rudyard Kipling fan. And he wrote, it's always a temptation to an armed and agile nation to call upon a neighbor and to say, we invaded you last night. We are quite prepared to fight unless you pay us cash to go away. And that is called asking for Dane Guild. And the people who ask it explain that you've only to pay them the Dane Guild and then you'll get rid of the Dane. It is always a temptation for a rich and lazy nation to puff and look important and to say, Though we know we should defeat you, we have not the time to meet you. We will therefore pay you cash to go away. And that is called paying the Dangeld. But we've proved it again and again that if once you have paid him the Dangeld, you never get rid of the Dane. It is wrong to put temptation in the path of any nation for fear they should succumb and go astray. So when you are requested to pay up or be molested, you will find it better policy to say, we never pay anyone, Dangeld, no matter how trifling the cost. For the end of that game is oppression and shame, and the nation that pays it is lost. That was Rudyard Kipling, 1915. The Danes were the were the, the Norse, uh, in, the, in this case, the, the reference was uh, to the Norse Viking warriors. Do you feel today that we might be engaging in oppression and shame? Just yesterday, Thomas Friedman in the New York Times, the foreign policy columnist, how many Pulitzers has he won now? 20,000? No, I think three or four. Something he brags a great deal about. He is used often by Democratic administrations as the earpiece to leak to so that he can get their point into the New York Times without attribution. And yesterday, his column, based on Sources in the administration said that they were getting tired. They were getting weary of Vladimir Zelensky. Can you imagine that? The the Democratic administration of Joe Biden, Democratic Party administration of Joe Biden, is now leaking to the New York Times that they're getting frustrated with the war in Ukraine and the leadership of Zelensky, the leader of Vladimir Zelensky, the leader, the president of the Ukraine, something a lot of people had already counseled months and months ago. But nonetheless, what does that signal to you about the United States and its efforts abroad, where even now, after all the huffing and puffing, we're beginning to leak that our time and tenure in the Ukraine is going to probably be recessing and probably going to be declining? What does that say to you? Did we go in and win and show who's boss, or did we let Putin go in and win and show who's boss while the United States abandons an effort that was probably doomed to fail from the get-go, but that had no shortage of energizing the American people to rally behind this president again so that he could strut. By the way, quick programming note beyond this show, tonight for the best election coverage you can find, we will have it right here for you live, 8 to midnight with the great Sam Stone and Chuck Warren. They're going to be hosting a special tonight, 8 to midnight. Can't tell you how much I think of Sam Stone. He's just bright, bright, bright and cares about the important things. Anyway, no better coaches to get you through election night coverage tonight than those two. So tune right here at 8 p.m. They'll keep you covered. I'm Seth. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. 34 after the hour, we do our culture and economy update. We do it with the best man in the state of Arizona, if not the country to do it with, and that is John Dombrowski. He is the founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. GrandCanyonPlanning.com is his website. Also radio host in his own right. You can hear him every Saturday morning here at 7 a.m. for the Word on Wealth. John, happy Tuesday. Yes, Seth. Thank you so much. I wanted to talk to you a little bit, if I could, about the demand for workers falling. But before I did that, I just saw a story, and this is something in years past you've talked with us about. Just a headline, Equifax sent letter, excuse me, Equifax sent lenders inaccurate credit scores on millions of consumers. Remember in the past we've talked about some of these credit reporting agencies being um, being sieves uh, and subject to all kinds of intrusions and people's data being released and right. people's scores being messed up. It's a big deal when this happens, isn't it? Especially as we rely only on about two or three of them in the first place, right? Yeah, exactly right. And uh, this is what uh, any of the large lenders would go off of, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to be wanting to borrow money on a house or maybe you're you know, trying to qualify for some type of a loan, uh, they would run a quick credit report on you. And they usually have two or three different uh, areas that they would go to. Equifax would be one. Yeah. And, of course, Equifax in 2017, I think it was, they had a $575 million that they paid in damages or something when they settled. That's right. Uh, it was a big deal, right, because they're, they were hacked. Mm-hmm. Um, and now if, if they're you know, having uh, inaccurate data, yeah. that's going to be a problem for lenders, right? Are they going to be able to believe that? Yeah. But I guess if you're a lender, that's why you maybe go to multiple places to try to get your information. You hope it's accurate because they're paying for that data. Um, and if it's going to be inaccurate, that's certainly going to be a problem. Yeah, for, people, for people need to monitor theirs yeah. uh, and make sure they recognize everything and things look the way they should. Some of these scores were off by 20 points or more yeah. in either direction. A lot of people were denied loans. Uh, a lot of them were given much higher interest rates on the loans that they were uh, that they were approved for. So, uh, yeah, we can't tell people enough to monitor, especially if they're in the um, mode of thinking about buying a house yep. or a car or leasing something like that or on yes. that scale. Right, John? That's yeah. that's what you want to watch this for. You know, and another is, too, sometimes uh, some of the lenders out there may not have the best intentions either. That's Seth, right. You know, whereas they may say your score is a certain uh, number, but yep. in reality it may be higher yep. or they may, you know, pick on one little, uh, you know, negative that you might have had on your credit report, and and they'll ex- exploit that by trying to charge a higher rate. So you just have to be cautious and careful. And you're right; you should monitor and you should watch and you should always pay your bills on time and and check your credit from time to time as well. Probably the best thing you can do for your own financial situation is just that simple, isn't it? Yes. Paying your bills on time. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a big. They one. really ding you hard and fast if you don't. What does this mean for us, John? Demand for workers fell in June to lowest levels in nine months. It uh, looks like a tighter job market is uh, is is with us. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, but there is still a lot of jobs out there that are not being filled. There are a lot of companies out there trying to hire. Uh, last, uh, you know, it was in the millions where jobs were available. People were not, uh, you know, applying for these jobs. Ten million, over ten yeah. million. Yeah, and companies are, uh, you know, having a difficult time trying to uh, find the workers. We still have a very low unemployment number as well. So uh, until we start to see a real fall off on employment. 
I think we're going to be in this position, Seth, and this is, a, you know, I believe we could attribute it all to COVID, right? As we know, things, everything changed when we shut the country down and the world, obviously, uh, and people all over the world uh, retired early, didn't go back to work, uh, maybe have taken different positions in different industries from what they were originally working in. Uh, and so there's been so many things out there and still small businesses suffering from this. I did meet with a client this morning who does own a franchise. Uh-huh. And uh, he was able to hire over the uh, summer uh, some of the uh, high school students who are out of work, uh, you know, out of school, I mean. But now that they're going back to school, he's lost half of his workforce. Yeah, there it is. So <laughs> he's back in the same boat. And he said, well, I guess I'm going to have to be working more hours personally instead of running my business until I can, you know, get, get some more bodies here uh, to do the work that he needs. Uh, so franchisees are having these challenges, whether it's a big franchisee like a McDonald's or a small little mom-and-pop type of a franchise, whether it's a yogurt shop or a Cinnabon or something. Uh, they're all feeling this, Seth. You're right. And uh, skilled labor is another one. Yeah, that, that's that another is, one. is another one that's a challenge. So for those uh, people out there that own businesses, it's a little bit of a challenge for them. Uh, but hopefully things will get better over time. We've, arra- we've arrived to the point where we now should uh, think that it is the polite necessity to actually thank workers and employers at this point, yeah. things we used to take for granted. Thank mm-hmm. them. Hey, thank there's them. another uh, study that came out Schwab did about how much you need for retirement. Maybe we could talk about that tomorrow. Perfect. I'd love to. Right. Thank yeah. you, John. Securities and advisory services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Finran Syndicate, an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC, and not affiliated. Bless you, sir. Thank you. Until tomorrow, I'm Seth Leibson, Kelly Cooper for Congress in the newly created CD4 coming right up. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Every day, more harmful decisions by the current administration hurt the economy, robbing your savings and investments. Inflation at a 41-year high, making your money worth less. And now there's a debate about whether we're in a full-blown or a minor or a recession at all. You can't afford to lose any more. But the good news is when investments fall, gold traditionally holds its value, which is why I recommend calling the Midas Gold Group to talk about safeguarding your wealth with precious metals. The veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, I own precious metals from them, Seb Gorka does, and thousands of you do too. You can give them a call at 480-360-3000 to discuss your portfolio or visit them online at MidasGoldGroup.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com. Com. Delighted to welcome back to the show on the busy election day, Kelly Cooper, running for Congress in the newly created Congressional District 4 right here in Arizona, a little bit south and east of where our studios are. Kelly Cooper for Congress. Kelly, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You betcha. I love on your website, right is right and wrong is wrong, right there at the top before we even get to election integrity or the economy or border control. Right is right and wrong is wrong. It's important that we uh, encourage everyone to get out and vote. Uh, district parts of which you are in now, given the newly creation, the newly created parts of it, uh, was originally won by Andy Biggs. Uh, only by 27 votes. So for those that don't think your vote matters, it matters. Kelly, tell us about the campaign, how it's looking today, and what you're looking forward to doing when you take on Greg Stanton. Oh, man, it's looking great. Uh, We've been working very hard. Uh, I was out at an event last night. I stayed up because uh, we we did Fox and Friends at uh, 145 this morning, (laughs) and then I took a couple-hour nap, and I went out to the polling station and started working on... uh, Getting uh, 
thanking people for voting and making sure that people had the opportunity to ask me questions as they were out there. It's a pretty uh, busy voting day, right? A lot of him, a lot more in-person voting than the last couple of election cycles. At least that's what I've been told. I don't, I mean, it may or may not be true in your area. I'm wondering what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, what, what I'm seeing, though, a lot of is people that have mail-in ballots, and they're just bringing them in to drop them off. I gotcha. Okay. So you're, you're seeing probably 75%, it feels like, of the people that are coming up are um, dropping off mail-in ballots uh, in the polling station. And then, you know, the other 25 or 30 percent is um, actually doing their ballots, uh, you know, in the polling place. Good. Uh, so good. It's listen, it's an exciting time for our country. It's an exciting time for our state. Everybody's getting out to get their voices heard and uh, vote for their primary candidates so that we can get uh, get onto the business of. Uh, fixing some of the policies over the next few months. Yeah, we have a lot to fix. You know, the opponent you'll be facing, uh, Greg Stanton in the general, he's he's a bit of a slippery figure because he doesn't make a lot of news. You know, this is someone who perhaps thought he would be a newsmaker, but he doesn't make a lot of news except for the fact that his votes are exclusively to the left and with Joe Biden. He comes off as a moderate because he's from Arizona, but he's not. He's emboldening the leftist socialist agenda that Washington is perpetuating throughout the country, and it needs someone like you. Right is right and wrong is wrong to take him on, Kelly. Oh, absolutely. He's he's about a 96% vote for the squad, just about 100% vote for Joe Biden. Uh, if there's anything that you can read from that is that uh, he is subject to uh, Nancy Pelosi. He votes for everything she tells him to vote for. And, uh, you know, that that kind of voting record says that you are you are not for your constituents. So when you meet him, when you talk to him, he's a nice guy. He's uh, pretty transparent on or pretty vanilla uh, on his social media pages. And come just like you described, he tries to come off as a moderate. But the truth is, when you look deeper, you find him as a pretty radical left representative they always say be careful of the choir for. they always i'm sorry go ahead i don't think that's what this district is no no for. it is not just... that's right and they always say be careful of the quiet ones don't you don't they be watch the quiet <laughs> ones because they're trying to conceal what their votes are in what they know is a competitive seat and is a seat that we could easily take back with the right candidate we got that in you kelly tell the audience a little bit for those who are in your district and haven't voted yet why they should vote for you yeah, absolutely. So uh, today is the day the polls close at 7 o'clock. Uh, I am your Marine Corps veteran that's traveled the world. Um, I've been all over uh, the country and the world. Uh, I sweat equity my way into restaurant ownership when I came back from that. Uh, I do today own uh, three restaurants here in the Valley, uh, both melting pot restaurants as well as a sports bar in Chandler. We'll be having our watch party tonight there at BKD's Backyard Joint at Picos and McQueen. And uh, I've got two children. I'm actually, as soon as we hang up the phone, I'm going to meet the teachers tonight uh, because that's planned on primary day as well. So i got to take a couple hours and do the family thing, which is my first priority. I've been married for nine years. And I I think that when you look at the spectrum of candidates you have today, I am am the closest to the people in, in how I live my life and what I'm all about. And that is the representation that I intend to bring. Somebody that understands foreign affairs, understands the border, understands the economy, inflation, and can really fight for fixing these issues for people instead of just feeding talking point lines and one-liners to people to get a crowd to applause 
it really is about reducing inflationary pressures in the economy to bring some relief to the people that live in this district. We can no longer pay seven to nine thousand dollars more a year based on inflation. We can't we can't survive with 60 plus percent of our people living paycheck to paycheck. We have to have better economic policy than what we have today. And you're talking to somebody that understands that as someone that's been running business for uh, since I was since I've moved to town 20 plus years. That's right. You fought for this country. You've worn the uniform of this country and you've employed this country. Hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of people, Kelly Cooper. You've signed not just the backs of paychecks, but the front. You know what you're doing. And uh, CD4 will be not lucky, but fortunate to have you, sir. So Godspeed and anyone who wants to look him up last minute, KellyCooperArizona.com. KellyCooperArizona.com. Go get him, Kelly. Yes, sir. Semper Fi, and God bless you so much. Semper Fi. Thank you to your sir, for your service to our country. Thank you for your service to our country in running for office as well. That's service to good public service when you have a good public servant, which Kelly will be. I'm Seth Liebson, and as we go to break, let me put in a word for our sponsor, Balance of Nature. Take it every single day. I love our sponsors because they love you. They at least love the conversation and making possible the conversation that we have. So if you're ever inclined to buy a product that we talk about, please give it a second thought towards the positive because they believe in these conversations. Balance of Nature is a fantastic product, 100% natural. I take it every single day for my immunity, for my health, for my energy. You can too. Balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Pure, potent plant power from the good people at Balance of Nature. Best product I've ever taken. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Frank Gaffney coming up and then Zudi Jasser to talk about Afghanistan. I know it really wasn't on a lot of people's minds. It's important that it be on our minds. Something big happened there. And what happened there isn't even as big as the circumstances surrounding it and the circumstances that led up to it. Frank Gaffney and Zudi Jasser will be joining us to talk about that. My history with Frank is a long one. Those of you may know him as the founder of the Center for Security Policy. Uh, if you go back a little earlier in his life, he was the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Ronald Reagan. Really, um, missile defense under Ronald Reagan had uh, had had one engine starter and uh, one uh, champion within it above all others, more vocal and uh, more supportive of it than all others. And that was Frank Gaffney. He's had his eyes on the greatest threats to this country for many a decade now. And after 9-11, he was part of our team that Bill Bennett and I formed with Jim Woolsey and Charles Krauthammer. Let's see who else was part of that great group. Uh, there were a few others, Waleed Ferris. And we would go around to college campuses uh, after 9-11 to talk to the uh, students uh, from California to New York. We went from UCLA, Harvard, Georgetown and GW and Columbia University, where we needed a retinue of security guards just to enter the university and be maintained safe there while we spoke because of the uh, leftists at the university who were so open-minded to our message. What was our message? Our message that jihadism was real, radical Islam was real, and that the Blame America First sentiment that their teachers were giving them, providing them, teaching them, bathing and brainwashing them in 
was wrong. There was nothing to apologize for on behalf of America. We did not ask for this. We did not welcome it. We did not cause it. But it would be left up to us to solve it if it was going to be solved. Well, how are we doing? I guess the first question I'll ask Frank Gaffney uh, is, um, is uh, did he think we'd be talking about the killing of Ayman al-Zawahiri 20 years after we were doing those college teach-ins? And what does it say about American military might and intelligence that it takes us something like 20 years to find someone like that who had been wanted for easily at least 15 years, even before 9-11. As we go to break, let me put in one more word for one other sponsor, and that's Cool Touch Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Fantastic company. Chris Funk and those guys, <coughs> excuse me, guys and gals, they do it differently there. The customer service is the first thing you'll notice, and then the work ethic and the work product as well. From beginning to end, Cool Touch Air Conditioning, I've used them several times. My friends are. They're around 24-7. You won't find a better air conditioning and plumbing company. You won't find a better heating company either, but we certainly don't need to talk about that today. You can give them a call at 623-748-4942. That's 623-748-4942. Or visit them online at cooltouch.us. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 